0: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
1: Have you been dreaming about paying off credit card debt, installing solar panels, going to college, or even buying a plane? Yes, someone really did that. With a figure HELOC, your home can help you cover vacations, medical bills, retirement, wedding expenses, home improvement, emergencies, or a pool. The opportunities are endless. Unlock up to $400,000 and choose the fastest HELOC on the planet at figure.com. Faster than a bank loan, cheaper than a personal loan. Figure Lending, LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
2: Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to The Best Football Show, hosted by Elliot Shore Parks.
1: What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Monday, November 7th, and this is The Best Football Show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best from Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button as it not only helps me, but it helps the show grow. And if you leave a five-star review with your best NFL take, I'll make sure to read it on one of the upcoming pods. All right, so another week of NFL football is in the books. And what you're still seeing across the league is a ton of parity. You know, there's there's some great teams, like the Chiefs. I mean, although they could potentially be losing uh, on Sunday night. The Bills lost. The Eagles remain the only undefeated team. The Vikings are 7-1. and one. But I think one of the reasons you're seeing so much parity around the league is I think you're seeing a lot of really, really good coaching jobs. I know that there are some bad coaches out there for sure, But even a team like Chicago that early on looked like they were going to be a disaster, they put up 32 points and almost beat a really good Dolphins team. Matt Eberflus, I think, is now slowly becoming, you know, I don't think he's going to win Coach of the Year, but he is slowly getting in that conversation. Mike McDaniel in Miami. Then, of course, you always have the Andy Reid and Sean McDermott of the world that are in the discussion. But with the midway point of the season here, I'm going to take this week to really look at the different awards around the NFL. And I want to start today with coaching because as exciting as the MVP race is, as exciting as a defensive player of the year is, all those things. I think the coach of the year is probably the most compelling award this year because there are so many really good coaches out there doing really good jobs and frankly, surprising jobs. A lot of these guys in the list, I did not expect to have at all. I mean, actually, I don't think any of them would have been in in the top five if you would have asked me before the season who was going to be there. So some really good coaching jobs. Let's go through what I think are the top five right now for the NFL coach of the year. Number five for me entered the conversation on Sunday when the New York Jets beat the Buffalo Bills. Robert Sala, I think right now, would be fifth for me in NFL Coach of the Year uh, honor. And he could move his way up there. I mean, look, let's not, like, get it twisted. He has one of the worst quarterbacks in the league starting for him. Zach Wilson is still a disaster. He is starting to improve somewhat. I do think he has that raw arm where, you know, anything's possible. But right now, he's extremely inaccurate. He makes really bad decisions. He's just one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league. He's one of the worst in the league under pressure. There's just not a ton to like about him. But on Sunday... He was the quarterback for a team that beat what I think many would say, and I would probably have said, is the best team in the NFL in the Buffalo Bills. Elite offense, elite defense. Zach Wilson moved down the field when they needed to for the game-winning field goal. The Jets' defense took care of business against a really good Buffalo team. And now Robert Sala has his team at 6-3. and after really what looked like a turning point of the season where he did that whole speech with, we're keeping the receipts and blah, blah, blah. It seemed like that was the beginning of the end for Robert Saleh. Instead, they've come out. They're now 6-3. and three. Um, And they have a real chance of making the playoffs. I mean, their upcoming schedule is pretty difficult. They have the Vikings. They have the Bills again. Like It is going to be tough. I don't think they're going to end with five or six losses, but I think they could potentially end with a winning record, maybe 10 10 wins, and get into the playoffs this year. And that's really because, I think, of the job Robert Sala has done. Their defense is really good. Now, they have talent on defense. But Robert Sala, defensive head coach, has a defense playing well. And just the fact that he still has them playing hard. I mean, it would have been really easy for this team to quit early on in the year. Really bad year last year. Really bad quarterback. Those are the things that makes teams quit. And they haven't. They haven't at all. And when you look, they've had the eighth toughest schedule in the league so far. So, to have that and to be at 6-3 and now... They have lost to a lot of the good teams they've played, right? The Ravens, the Bengals, the Patriots. They beat the Dolphins, but they didn't have Tua, so that, you know, is what it is. But that Bills win's really impressive, and to to be at 6-3 and after nine games for Robert Sala I think puts him in the conversation. Number four for me, and I don't think he will be on anybody else's list, but I think it's time we start giving the Minnesota Vikings a lot more credit, and I'm going to begin with that by putting Kevin O'Connell on my list Of NFL head NFL coach of the year honors, I put him number four right now in my top five, and it's pretty simple why. The Vikings are seven and one like we can debate how good they are. We can debate if they're legit contenders. Bottom line is they've played eight games and won seven of them. Um, And he's doing with Kirk Cousins at quarterback. Now, I think Kirk Cousins is somewhat underrated. I think when he has time in the pocket, he can throw one of the better balls in the league. I mean, this guy did go into New Orleans and win a playoff game. So you can never completely take that away from him. But just the fact that he's a rookie head coach, he came into a Minnesota team that was a bit of a disaster last year, and goes 7-1, and one, Like he belongs in the discussion, point blank, period. I don't see how you would make a list of the best coaches this year and not include Kevin O'Connell when, A, the Vikings have one of the best records in the league, B, they weren't expected to do it, no one thought the Vikings would be this good, and C, he's a rookie. So to come in, do the job that he's doing, have the Vikings at 7-1... and one, I think he deserves to be in the discussion. And he'd be number four on my list of the NFL Coach of the Year uh, honors. Number three for me is Pete Carroll. Now, Pete Carroll, obviously one of the best coaches in the league for a really long time. But I think coming into this year... Carroll had something to prove they traded Russell Wilson and and really what it was was Russell Wilson didn't want to be there he didn't believe in Pete Carroll as a head coach anymore the Seahawks have not had much success recently as, as they did in the beginning years of Pete Carroll so I think Pete Carroll had to come into this year and kind of show like hey guys I can still coach a really good football team and that's what he's done I mean coming into the year the Seahawks were not supposed to be good When you trade away Russell Wilson, you do that with the idea that this is going to be a rebuilding year. You collect those draft picks. Yes, and they have some talent on their roster. But if you trade away Russell Wilson and have Geno Smith as your quarterback, that says you are going into a rebuilding year and you don't really expect to win. And what have they done? They've won. They're six and three. They won yet again on Sunday. They have the best record in the NFC South, the division that going into the year was viewed as one of the best in the NFL, if not the best, besides potentially the AFC West. Like the, the NFC South to have the best record in the league after nine weeks is incredibly impressive. And what it really is is he's won the breakup with Russell Wilson. Like when when Russell Wilson left Seattle, it was because of Pete Carroll, and that took a hit on Pete Carroll's legacy, right? Or not legacy, his reputation. If I was Seattle, I would have picked Russell Wilson over Pete Carroll. That would have been the wrong decision. He has Geno Smith playing at a high level. The team is playing hard. They believe in themselves. He certainly is again on the short list, if not number one. Like these top three, I think you could kind of circle around. You know, you could put them in any order, and I wouldn't fight you too hard on it. The one knock on the Seahawks is twenty seventh toughest schedule so far. They're not really playing anybody good. They don't have. Any amazing wins? I mean, the the win over Russell Wilson on on the first game of the season I think is a big win just because of all the factors involved in that. The Broncos have not turned into a great team. But if you have Geno Smith at the top of a division that has Matthew Stafford in it, Kyler Murray, and Jimmy Garoppolo, that's a hell of a coaching job. And to have the Seahawks where they are, Pete Carroll has come back this year, shown why he's one of the better coaches in NFL history, and he has the Seahawks playing at a high level.
2: Selling a little or a lot to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast.
1: Okay, the top two. This one is so close, I can't I know what way I'm going to lean. But if you told me you were going to put number two at number one, I wouldn't fight you on it. So let me talk you through my top two candidates, Brian Dable of the Giants, Nick Sirianni of the Eagles. I just think it's incredibly, cl- incredibly close. When you look at the job that Brian Dable has done, the Giants have one of the worst rosters in the NFL. You look at what David Gettleman did to that roster, the terrible job that Joe Judge did. It would have been a good year for Brian Dable if he won five games and just showed a level of competency. Instead, they are 6-2 with some impressive wins. They beat the Titans. They uh, they beat the Ravens, right? They beat the Packers. The Packers, I know, can be a bit up and down, obviously, but a a win over the Packers, to me, is still, at this point, an impressive win. They beat the Bears, who are playing better and better as the season has gone on, and it's just the fact that Brian Dable has Daniel Jones at his quarterback, and he has, what, like I think at this point the third or fourth best record in the NFC? I mean, the Giants would be a playoff team. Like this Giants team was supposed to be at least a full year away. There were talks of trading Saquon Barkley because they weren't going to be able to compete this year. So the roster itself, what he has, that level he has them playing at— it's insane. I mean, they have almost no talent on offense. They uh, they have Saquon Barkley. That's kind of it. Their receivers are only okay. Daniel Jones was kind of playing for his NFL career this year. The offensive line was one of the worst in the league last year. And I know they've added some pieces, obviously. But in an offensive-driven league, to have that set of offensive players and to go 6-2... and two, it's an amazing coaching job. Now, the defensive side of the ball, they do have some pieces, and the defense has played a big part in that. And he is the he is an offensive head coach, so he is getting help in that department. But the Giants have already exceeded expectations for this year, and they still have nine games left. I mean, this is a team that I don't think they're going to do it. But when you look at their schedule coming up, they could end up being you know a top. You know, they not the one seed, because I think the Eagles will end up doing that, but they could be the top wild card. They could definitely end up being the top wild card. And when you look at it, what's surprising is, so far, they've had the second toughest schedule in the NFL. So they're winning it at a high clip against quality opponents. I think the parity of the league makes it seem sometimes like if you don't beat the Bills or the Chiefs, you're not playing anybody. They've had the second toughest schedule. So Brian Dable, to me, man, that guy, like, I would be very close to name him coach of the year. In fact, the only reason I'm not naming him Coach of the Year is because, to me, the Coach of the Year is the coach that has the only undefeated team in the league, and that's Nick Sirianni. Like, Brian Dable's doing a great job. Nick Sirianni is 8-0. He's beaten the number two and number three teams in the NFC. They've won every single game. And I think that when you look at that roster, some people are going to hold it against him. Some people are going to look at the fact that the roster is so talented and say, you know what? I would give it to him. I would give it to Brian Dable over Sirianni because of that. But the reason I don't think that's fair is because they do have a talented roster, but they've been flat out dominant. They've been up ten plus points in every game they've played. Prior to this win against the Texans, they were up two touchdowns in every single game that they played. And this idea that they're not playing a tough schedule—they've had the tenth toughest schedule in the NFL so far. Again, the number two and number three teams in the NFC: the Gi- the uh, Cowboys, and the Vikings. The Eagles played both of them and beat both of them and really dominated the majority of of the games that they played. Now, the other reason I think Sirianni deserves Coach of the Year is when you look at the quarterback position, Jalen Hurts deserves a ton of credit for what he's done and and the work he's put in to help develop his game and to go from a player last year that was playing for his job to now being an MVP candidate. But I think sometimes because of Jalen's hard work ethic, and, and again, rightfully so, but he does work really hard. I think sometimes the coaches don't get credit for that. Like, to take Jalen Hurts from where he was under Doug Peterson to where he is now, that's an amazing coaching job. Sirianni deserves credit for that. Brian Johnson, the quarterback coach, deserves credit for that. Nick Sir- um, Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, deserves credit for that. They have taken a quarterback that was in the second round, right, that, again, his first year in the league, he was doing wildcat packages. He was essentially uh, – the Eagles were wrongfully so his, his, his rookie year – basically using him as a running back. And now he's an MVP of the league. And Sirianni just deserves an absolute ton of credit for that. Like, I think this time next year, we could be saying the same thing about Brian Dable and Daniel Jones, like the job he's doing coaching him along. But Nick Sirianni is further along. And as good as the offense, I think when you look at the the roster, yes, the offense is, the whole roster is talented. They really only added A.J. Brown on offense. So the fact that their offense is so much better than it was last year AJ clearly plays a huge role in that. But the main reason their offense is so much better is because Nick Sirianni has turned Jalen Hurts into an MVP candidate, and they're passing the ball way better. So I think being undefeated matters. Like, I think that is an absolutely... Big part of this decision again. Brian Dable's done a fantastic job. Nick Sirianni is the only undefeated team in the league, and it could be going on for quite some time. When you look at their upcoming schedule, they've had a, t- a tougher schedule than they're given credit for. Their offense has been great because of Sirianni's coaching, and the two teams that they've played that were the best on their schedule, they demolished. So, in a year of great coaching, I really think at this point, if I had if I had to give my vote to somebody. I think Nick Sirianni, at the midway point of the year, deserves NFL Coach of the Year honors. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. If you're still listening, please hit that subscribe button. It helps the show grow. And like I said, leave a five-star review, and I'll read the best NFL takes in those reviews on the pod. So thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday.